Hi, I'm JT Anction with Freight Waves, here with CTL, who's president of the Americas for Tech Mahindra. CTL, welcome to the uh, show. Thank you. Delighted to be here, JT. And uh, again, my name is Lakshmanan, a fairly long name. Everyone calls me CTL, live in Boston, and uh, uh, run what's called the enterprise business for the Americas at Tech Mahindra. And uh, briefly, JT Tech Mahindra is a $5 billion firm, 130,000 people worldwide, with a significant presence in the logistics uh, uh, space. And so, you know, glad to be on your show today. That's great to have you join us. And I chuckle a little bit at the uh, abbreviation. So everybody calls me JT. My, my name is John Thomas. But, but I think the abbreviation makes things a little bit easier on mine as well. So kudos. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your background? I know you do a lot of work with shippers, 3PLs, final mile providers. I think it's helpful to put in perspective some things you've done over the past five, 10 years just to set up the conversation. Yeah, so it's a fairly, you know, significant practice for us globally. Uh, you know, we work with uh, uh, the largest railroads across the globe, um, and uh, you know, uh, in, you know, in, in in North America, you know, we work with all the significant railroads, uh, BNSF and UPR, UPRR and Canadian Rail, and so on and so forth. Uh, we work with trucking companies. We work with airlines. Uh, so it's a fairly diversified, you know, set of customers, integrated third-party logistics companies. So uh, it's a it's a wide uh, wide range of experience that we have in this space. Yeah, it's a great breadth of uh, practice exposure. Now I know one area that you guys study a lot and work in uh, a bunch as well is the e-commerce space. Can you talk to us a bit about the secular trends you've seen over the past few years? which sort of brings us up to where we are today and how you see e-commerce evolving over the next one to two years? Well, we all know, you know, how rapidly e-commerce has been growing, or we all thought we knew how rapidly it could grow. You know, I correct myself, till COVID happened. And, uh, you know, someone else was joking with me the other day saying COVID is actually the chief digital officer, you know, for organizations today. It's accelerated uh, uh, e-commerce adoption, you know, in, in ways that uh, none of us, you know, could have imagined before um, it's 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 reduced what could have happened to years into a few months now and uh, i'm just amazed to see how really elderly people who wouldn't touch a smartphone you know uh, have now you know been forced to use it and once they've gotten to use it they just love the experience and uh, what we are now seeing is an explosion uh, of of what's uh, you know of people ordering everything they wanted to be frictionless, uh, contactless from a payment perspective or from physically you know touching anybody in any possible way, and so COVID has been the true accelerator. And the other credit that I should give is uh, JT. We are fortunate to be living at a time uh, when uh, uh, you know networks, analytics, cloud, securities, uh, you know, I, uh, and networks have all come together. Right to, to to be able to provide that seamless experience, and uh, so these are all the trends that we are seeing. And obviously, the load on the last mile is significantly peaked in the last few months. Yeah, that's tremendous. And now, uh, interrelated to e-commerce is the whole notion of final mile. And for transportation gurus, um, uh, the notion of final mile and being able to build networks and understand service levels and ensure service delivery. Um, becomes a very interesting technology, math, and stats problem. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about how you see changes in the final mile space and how you see those networks evolving, how they may or may not be able to continue to grow with the e-commerce growth, hypothetical, and then 
talk to us a little bit about some of the work you've done in that space? So, you know, today it's what, about $200 billion a quarter, right? And uh, what we are also seeing is that, uh, uh, you know, the last mile, uh, the pressure on the last mile is extremely high. Right. And we are, the other trend that we are also seeing, JT, is the need for premium services, white glove services. That has also gone up significantly. Right. And so those who are ordering premium services, white glove services are high end customers and they're expecting a particular experience. It's just not about delivering a package, you know, at a doorstep and walking away. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, I ordered a white glove service, you know, and my daughter called up and panicked the other day saying that an unmarked truck landed up at our house and she saw the guy taking a photograph. And, uh, you know, then we went and searched. It was an unmarked van which came, delivered a parcel that I needed on time and then left. But since it was unmarked, the whole customer experience was, was totally destroyed. You know, and my first thing was I'm never going to deal with this company again. So reputations can get completely tarnished if customer experience is not taken care of now uh, during the last mile. The entire supply chain, you know, is at risk, number one. And number two, the brand of the, the, the brand's reputation uh, is also under question, right? And so, you know, to us, you know, there's so much happening on the technology space. With the advent of digital technologies, we are now talking about augmented reality, virtual reality, data analytics, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning. Now, all these are, you know, really coming together. And if if organizations leverage and harness the power of these, they can dramatically improve the last mile experience that the customer would have. Right. And, uh, you know, some organizations are realizing this and some others are not. And uh, that's a conundrum. The final mile networks have become a really significant strategic asset for retailers, to your point around the requirements for actually fulfilling uh, the committed delivery, uh, whether it's time or, or the delivery period. Um, and, and it's really important for retailers or other shippers to really intimately understand those final mile networks or alternatively have a very competent third party provider to help them outsource that. One key enabler for making that happen is, is the data that goes into the models, which then support the networks. Can we talk a little bit about the evolution of data over the past year or so and how you've seen advances in, in both the raw data and then, therefore, the analytics to feed into these models to help enable this? Uh, you know, I think one of the challenges that uh, legacy companies in the logistics space uh, you know, faced was, uh, they were all siloed. Different systems, their transportation system, uh, their accounting system, everything was siloed. And uh, I think a lot of work has been done uh, to integrate all of this, number one. Number two is the quality of data itself, the way it's input, the quality control checks and measures that have been taken have largely improved over time. Now, what this would mean is, you know, uh, and typically retailers are saying, let me do things that I'm good at and let me outsource more, like you alluded to, to, let's say, third-party logistics providers, right? And uh, let them take over, you know, and ensure that uh, my final last mile experience is very good, which means that when it, as it is getting delivered, the customer has to, it has to be completely transparent to the customer. What time is, is it getting delivered? You know, where is the truck in at this point in time? And mistakes do happen, right? There, there could be a mechanical failure of a truck. You know, there, there could be other 
reasons why it can't be uh, delivered on time. And if that is the case, then an intimation, a push notification, which would go in, letting you know the customer know that there is a problem and customers appreciate that, right? And so that kind of uh, you know data analytics would bring that kind of visibility into this whole thing, right? And ensure again that customer experience is taken care of. JD, the other thing that I uh, that that we've seen another. You know, I, I, it's an intersection of art and science. It's called customer experience transformation. Now, typically we would design systems thinking on what is right. You know, you sit down, you know, a few people sit down, uh, you know, at one of the third-party logistics companies and say, hey, this is how it should be. Now, what we are seeing increasingly is it's important for them to get into the shoes of the customer and then reimagine the experience, you know, and uh, then create a product you know, which exactly addresses what the customer wants. Many times these products get created, you know, without getting the customer in mind, without keeping the customer in mind. And so now we've got, you know, uh, we acquired a firm which specializes on customer experience transformation and behavior change management. So sometimes you put something out, but it's not getting adopted and you thought it would be such a big success. So you, once you get to understand the customer, customer's mind and what they want, then you'll be able to design an experience and then follow it up with behavior change management so that they adopt it. So all these facets are as important as data analytics, you know, and uh, uh, the whole, you know, customer facing portals that deliver the information to the customer. That's very interesting. Now, on the back of that, can we talk a little bit about digital technologies that are key to enabling success within this ecosystem, whether it be systems architecture or infrastructure, whether it be maybe programming languages, maybe it, maybe it be some other third bucket. Can we talk, can, we, can you opine a little bit on that? So uh, there are a few things that, uh, yeah, yeah, that we should remember when we talk about this topic. Let's first take IoT, the internet of things, right? Sensors. Now, you know, that has advanced tremendously and you can now have sensors within the trucks, right? Which gives all, it's already there, which gives all kinds of information. So you're now able to collect information from the physical infrastructure and, uh, you know, everything is now turning into as a service. I'm talking about the, you know, service part of it, you know, for, for, from a last mile perspective. So, you know, tire manufacturers are embedding sensors so that they know when the tire is wearing out. And what they promise customers is you don't worry about it, we'll monitor the tire, and uh, it, it's like a photocopier. You don't pay for the photocopying machine or for the consumable. You just pay for every sheet of paper that you photocopy and take out, right? And that's how the whole truck is going to evolve, right? And so it will be offered as a service, which means if anything is going wrong, the sensor will let you know that an engine is going to fail, and the manufacturer could do intervention services and get the part replaced. So you know, number one, you with the Internet of Things and the sensors, your last mile, the physical delivery system will be very good. It will function, and if there's a problem, the manufacturer would take care of it uh, as an expert, and so that would be the first seamless part. The second, the second part of using these technologies is AR, VR. When you're doing premium services, uh, you can use augmented reality in a big way, right? And so you have people who are wearing these glasses, and the manual is before them, both their hands are free. So they'll be able to work better if they're installing a fridge, you know, or any other equipment that needs some complex instructions. They would have both their hands free, and it's a very seamless experience, um, and it improves their uh, experience tremendously, right? And uh, the third part that we are seeing is there's lots that you can learn from other industries, 
right? And so in our case, we work with a variety of industries, automotive, discrete manufacturing, banking and financial services. Now, what we are realizing is many of these customer experiences you can take and transport from one place to another and, cr and do that cross-learning by creating centers of excellence at the back end. We're doing that. Right. And so in terms of artificial intelligence, even within the software programs that we create, whether it's a transport management system, we're now creating these self-healing systems. So as you, if the software is going to break down, you could see if there's a software systems out, that's it. The whole thing would come crashing. Right. And so now what you could do is you could, you know, study this and find out when it is going to fail and correct it before it can fail. Right. And these are called self-healing systems. And all these are now falling in place, uh, you know, at, at the right time is what I would feel, uh, JT. That's tremendous. And so now uh, if we were to fi uh, finalize with one last question, could we talk a little bit about um, innovation and the future of technology in last mile? Uh, you know, lots of things are happening. You know, and uh, uh, one, we've already seen drones, right? UPS and FedEx have already started experimenting with drones. Uh, you will see, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't disclose specifics, but we're going to see dramatic changes in autonomous delivery. Frictionless payment, you know, uh, frictionless delivery, all these are seeing new paradigm with uh, development, leveraging artificial intelligence and all these technologies. So you would see new ways of autonomous delivery fall into place, right, uh, which will enhance the final mile. Uh, and, the, and the third thing is use cases where you're transporting a product, and if it is a perishable, if it fails, you know, how do you catch it during the supply chain and kill it at that point and then, you know, reship it so that it reaches the supermarket and when you open it, you have a good experience or when it delivers gets delivered at home, you have a good experience. So you, you're going to see dramatic changes in all that, JT, for sure. And in our case, you know, JT, if I, if I were to, you know, share with you, uh, from a Tech Mahindra perspective, we work extensively on the supply chain control tower, you know, for fulfilling last mile order. So it gives you order status, shipment uh, tracking, so on and so forth. Uh, the final mile SaaS, uh, you know, application integration with the TMS platform is something that we do. Network planning and optimization is a huge thing for CEP and freight services companies. Intelligent freight matching, for example, the smart trailer itself, sensor-enabled trailer, you know, it helps in optimizing loading uh, capacity and reduce loading timings and so on and so forth. Design thinking-led transformation, which is a customer experience part that I talked about. Uh, driver mobility apps for shippers and trucking companies and intelligent automation. So these are different parts that we are working on and ultimately all leading to making the last mile robust. Uh, so that's it for time. CTL, President of the Americas, Tech Mahindra. I'm JT Angstrom with Freightwaves. Thank you all for joining us. It was wonderful talking to you. Thank you again, and we look forward to connecting you soon.